Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Guys, you're very welcome back to another video on NarcCon, where we deal with all things in relation to the narcissistic personality disorder, educating ourselves about it. We usually take the intimate relationship on this channel. But that is also valid and relevant and translates to other relationships you may have with a narcissist, be it familial, friend or work colleague. We'll get into those topics further on um, as we go. But for now, dealing with the intimate relationship. Firstly, guys, I'd like to thank uh, a, a person who wishes to remain anonymous for a very generous donation to the channel was blown away by it and it really helps the background work that I'm trying to develop um, for you guys as a support. So usually the videos, um, the topics come up from either full on suggestions or just comments, reading in the comments. Um, and I was actually struck by one comment in relation to, you know, what's it like when you actually blow the bridge up on the narcissist and say no to them. So I'm going to make this into two parts. And the first part I'd like to do is what happens when you dare say no to the narcissist? So just getting into the topic. Um, firstly, it's really important to actually say no in your life to people when you need to say no. You know, a lot of us will say yes even though it's very difficult for us to maybe complete the task or it's going to damage us in some way or take away from something that we need to do. So learning to say no and putting up that boundary in a healthy way and expressing your value in saying no to someone is really important. So so what it's actually achieving is saying, you know, I'm not just saying no, I'm not doing that. Just say no, um, I can't do it at the moment you know, sorry, you don't even have to justify it with an explanation. You can if you want. But the other person then, if they do value and respect you, sees you and says, oh, that's fine. I understand. Um, so they don't take offense by it. They respect that you can't do it at this time. And they know that you often help them and you do it at other times. So it's a really healthy thing to say no and to have self-respect, self-care and and a boundary, you know, around yourself in that you do value yourself, you do value your time, you value other people's friendship and you will help them when you can. But at this point in time, your needs have to come first. So it's a healthy thing to do. And if we had said no to the narcissist earlier in the relationship, it's understandable why we don't. And I'll get into that. If we had said more no's and looked after ourselves better, the narcissist would have been less inclined to pursue us, to stay with us 
and to to look on us as favorable sources of supply. However, obviously, you know, when you don't know, first of all, about narcissism and the narcissistic personality disorder and that there are psychopaths among us, you know, a lot more than we would imagine. It's understandable getting into a romantic relationship. We want to put our best foot, foot, foot to feet, <laughs> our best feet forward, and we want to present ourselves as as best we can, or the best version of ourselves. And it's a it's a wonderful feeling falling in love with someone. We want to not say no, basically, but it's dangerous. We have to be really careful. When you're getting to know someone, to take it slowly and to maintain your own personal self-respect and self-care. And if the other person is healthy, they will respect you more for that than saying yes, you know, all the time and being accommodating, even though it may be what your heart wants to do. So what does it feel like to the narcissist when you say no? I'd like to take it in three different stages. So the first stage is in the love bombing stage. If you say no, what is the narcissist thinking? It's unusual because narcissists will pick empaths. They'll pick people who are very positive, usually, unless they have to do a panic pick. They will usually pick people who are going to be excellent sources of giving and supply. So the people they pick in, in actual fact are not people that regularly say no to things. They're usually people that are actually high achievers and that are doers and that are positive and that will try and see a way to doing something, even if it compromises themselves. So it's a delicate balance. But if you say no to the narcissist in the love bomb stage, if they're far enough in with you and they see um, something worth getting, they will they will maintain their investment and they won't show you the fact that they're really, really pissed off with you for saying no. So to them, you saying no to them essentially means that you are not validating their existence and significance. It's a huge wound for you saying no to a narcissist because the way they live is all about getting and taking and they feel entitled to do that. They have blown up this superhero fake person to 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 feel that anyone should be really grateful to be with this invention, this wonderful, amazing being. And for someone to have the audacity to hint that they, they may not be omnipotent and entitled to everything you have and more and you being totally subservient to them is a big wound. And they take it as you being disloyal and you not being maybe good enough. So they don't like it in the love bomb stage, but they will put it on the back burner until they've got you hooked. Now, once they've got you hooked, and for anybody that may be new to this, the narcissist has works in cycles. 
They, first of all, love bomb the middle stages. They devalue you. And the third stage is either that they discard you or you escape from them, which is less uh, common, but it does happen. And that's the stage, the third stage we're going to get into in the next video when you say a big fat no to the narcissist at the end of the relationship and you're the one that leaves. Okay, guys, so that's in the love bomb stage. Now, in the devaluation stage, you saying no to the narcissist kind of feeds into their righteousness that you are not up to scratch. So they're beginning to devalue you. And the devaluation is a series of manipulations so that you will not say no to the narcissist. It's to groom you and it's, it, there's a lot of push-pull in it. So if you do look like you're not going to agree or say no, they will pull back from you and maybe leave you alone for a day or two or not be cooperative or break off an engagement or do something that's going to pull you right back in. Because remember, at this stage, you're hooked. So you are you're you're going to be tortured if you look like you're not going to agree with the narcissist in the devaluation stage or if you're yeah if you're looking a bit kind of as if you've kind of you're boundering up a bit and you're kind of getting to the stage where you're realizing the love bomb is over and the euphoria of that is still there but it's over and you're working like you're working you're ass off basically for this narcissist. You're serving them. You're giving them loans of money or you're getting into financial stuff with them that's a benefit to them and not to you. You're maybe looking after their children. You're maybe doing their laundry. You're really, really subduing all of your interests in order to please them so that the relationship gets back on track. So the devaluation stage is a tour. It's the beginning of the end and it's the beginning of the torture. It's the beginning of the temporary end of the cycle, but it's the beginning of the real torture. So you're not you're less likely to say no, say in the first half of the devaluation stage. You'll be kind of flummoxed at why things are going wrong and you will put your heart and soul into making everything OK in the relationship. So you're not you're not likely to say no. However, towards the end of the devaluation stage, you will be getting kind of copping on a bit, maybe. And you'll be beginning maybe to ask to have some of your needs met. And these will be very basic needs, very basic, like for the narcissist to maybe cooperate a bit or uh, support you a bit or look after you a bit or just even cook a dinner once in a while, something basic. And the narcissist will be highly affronted at this because basically, how dare you? And you expecting something from them is nearly like you saying a no to the narcissist. And if you do absolutely dare you say a big fat no to the narcissist in the devaluation stage, you will get a punishing manipulation. You may get triangulation, you may get gaslighting, you may get the narcissist heading off into the sunset for a few days. You you will get something that will torture you. 
And the narcissist at this stage will be thinking when you say no to them, uh, like they'll be incredulous. How dare you? How absolutely dare you say no to this God, this godlike figure who is entitled to everything? And you at this stage are being really devalued. Um, not that the narcissist thought that you were great in the beginning. They resented having to give you the attention they gave you. So at this stage, in the middle of the in the devaluation stage, it justifies their position in devaluing you. There you go. You know, you're very selfish. They'll be doing a lot of projecting, projecting onto you. You're being very selfish asking for this. And yeah, that's basically how they feel about you saying no to them. You're being a disloyal traitor, um, an upstart, uh, very, very selfish person. And that's just the way they see it. And that's their reality. So they're finishing up with you at this stage. They're looking for someone who will appreciate them, who will never give a pipsqueak out of them, who will never um, call the narcissist to task, who will never have an opinion. So if you don't say no to a narcissist, they have they don't see boundaries. They don't see you as being a person in your own right. They, when they love bomb you, take you over. And um, it is actually spiritual, guys. I firmly believe this. They spiritually envelop you into a web and you are not meant to resist. They feel entitled to have your servitude or servitude forever after this. So when you do start to kind of pull against that, that, that spiritual force, they are very vindictive in relation to punishing you and putting you in your place. They don't have the time to give you that attention. The attention has to all be on them and them getting, getting, getting. So it's huge to say, say no to a narcissist. And again, if you don't and you become boundaryless, you you lose your agency and you lose your sense of self. And it's a very dangerous place to be because when the narcissist discards you as they discard everybody, it doesn't matter if it's a short term, medium term or long term relationship, they discard everybody. So, yeah, so saying no to the narcissist and kind of losing your soul to them leaves you when they do leave you wondering who you actually are and where you've gone to and getting yourself back is a task in hand. It's a wonderful task, but it's a task in hand and it's very painful initially. So keep hold of yourself, keep hold of your agency in every relationship. Learn to say no, learn to self-care and learn to self-respect. It's essential. OK, guys, so the third part is if you actually maybe have gotten the knowledge about narcissism and can see that the person you're with is highly narcissistic or if you've checked out the DSM and they the Diagnostic and Statistics Manual, and they meet five of the nine criteria, I think it is four or five, and you decide I'm with a narcissist here, there is no point in staying, I need to get out. If you're lucky enough to have found the knowledge and you're leaving the narcissist, that is the, 
hugest narcissistic injury that you can possibly give. So you've left and we're going to do another video now, part two on what happens when you leave the narcissist. That is the biggest no that the narcissist is going to get. And it's the most unexpected no that the narcissist is going to get. So it's a big shock, but they do turn it around and we'll get into what happens when you say no to a narcissist finally in a relationship before they get the chance to discard you in the next video. Thanks guys for being here as always. Take great care of yourselves and I'll see you in the next video. Bye for now. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.